This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. You know, this time of the year, if you go outside and you put your ear to the ground, like hearing a herd of stampeding buffalo, you can hear the NFL trade rumors or draft day rumors. I can, you know what I can hear? Loud I can hear and clear. The, dun, 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 dun. the Houston Texans are now on the clock. Draft is a week away. Thursday, round one starts, and the rumors are hot and heavy around the NFL, but pretty big rumors landed in our own backyard here, Steeler yeah. Nation, as uh, I think a pretty reliable source. Um, someone by the name of Peter King. Ever heard of him? Ring a bell? It's only been around Sounds for kind of familiar, forever. Right? Yeah. Well, he has reported that the Steelers are ready to trade up for defensive tackle Jalen Carter if he is still there at number nine, the pegged trading partner has been the trading partner for the Steelers for the past year. It seems the Chicago mm-hmm. bears, these two teams love doing business together. Um, but that is the big rumor that Peter reported on uh, just yesterday that the Steelers are interested in and may trade up for the defensive tackle, Jalen Carter um, and sees Pittsburgh and he, Peter sees Pittsburgh as a perfect fit for Carter. Honestly, if he pans out, the um, talent that he is, Carter's a perfect fit for any team. He's that kind of special talent. If yeah. he didn't have the off-the-field stuff happen to him, there's a likelihood the number that, one overall pick. There's maybe. a likelihood that Chicago wouldn't have traded back exactly. with Carolina. They might just take him at the number one spot. Uh, so if you just were looking at his prospect from a football perspective purely – I mean, he's one of the best. Pro- he might be the best prospect in this draft class. Mm-hmm. You could put him, Will Anderson, Will Anderson and maybe I'd a couple of the too, quarterbacks yeah. up there, too. But he's in the conversation. Uh, and now, of course, because of the tragic incident that he was around and a part of uh, off the field while at college, he his stock is falling. And, and rightfully so. You can't just look at things strictly Absolutely. from a football perspective. Um, but that being said, no one is predicting a fall like a Joe Mixon type of fall. You know what I mean? Where... He came out of Oklahoma. He was considered one of the better running backs. Domestic dispute off right. the field. He was being a scumbag. I'm not even going to mm-hmm. mince my words. He falls into the second round, and the Bengals snatch him up. And, I mean, you see the talent that he is. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about that with Jalen Carter here. The fall that they're talking about is from being picked through one through five to being picked through six through ten now. So it's not like this guy's going to be hurt, and he's still right. going to be a top right. ten pick. Like, no one I've seen really mocks him. I think initially we saw some mock drafts where people were like, maybe he's there at 17 and the Steelers don't even need to put up. That has calmed uh-huh. down since yeah, then. Absolutely. He's always people are in not the top 10 People are willing now. to kind of wait too long no, on the Jalen Carter chances. Peter Schrager do his mock draft this I did morning. too. Detroit at Adam. six. Yeah. At six overall. So he, he's doing just fine. He's going to get a top 10 slotted salary as a rookie. Um, so the fall's not crazy. So that would mean that the Steelers would have to trade up to get him. And I'm not actually surprised at all that the Steelers are being reported as interested in moving up for a guy like this because I think that, A, just because, and people are going to say, just because you moved up for Devin Bush and it kind of bit you in the behind doesn't mean that you should have cold feet again and not package picks and move up for premier talent. And B, we've kind of had this thought before once the Steelers got that pick from the Bears and it became pick number 32 that... You're never going to have this kind of capital again, or it you won't plan on having this kind of capital again to be able to package and move up into a top 10 and really not have to mortgage too much of your future. You, you could probably do it with pick 17 
pick 32 and maybe like a third or a fourth round pick the next year. I think the bears might be can might listen to you on that. So you have the, you know, package in place. You have the capital in place to do it. We've noticed that since the beginning of the off season, it just was a matter of, is there going to be a player there that's worth the package? And I got to be honest with you. I know he's not like the top of our needs. Right. But, but he's I, a, I, he's I think a talent. Carter is worth it. He's a talent that <clears throat> this isn't like the Devin Bush thing, right? Devin Bush wasn't <clears throat> dealing with off the field issues in Michigan. And if that wasn't the case, instead of going number 10, he would have gone number one. He was about at that level, 10 through 15. And the Seals were picking right outside of that point. They had to trade into it in order to secure to get him. Jalen Carter is a guy like you said, Tom, who is a one through five kind of guy, maybe just a one through like two. And just with these off the field issues, he's dropped from one to two to like four to six possibly. Because like you said, in Schrager's mock draft, he had the Lions taking him. So it's not that it's a multi-round drop. It's not that it's a multi-pick drop or a significant number of pick drops. It's simply he's falling from the top two to somewhere in the mid-tens. Now, if you don't get Jalen Carter, your mm-hmm. defensive front is certainly not your weakest link next year. No, and and like that's that's the good position that the Steelers are but in. But if you it's get Jalen like, Carter, then oh my god, maybe you have the best defensive line in football. You you go from remember two years ago when you thought that you had a healthy Tyson Alualu, a healthy uh, Stephon Tuitt, and Cam Hayward returning all together that. That was going to be the best defensive line in the NFL, and then Stephon Tuitt didn't play a single snap this past year. Tyson showed his age, and you were back to a one-man show with Cam Hayward, but at least he had competent starters playing next to him, unlike in 2021. But what a turnaround that could be, Tom, if Larry, if it's Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Hayward, and a Jalen Carter. And a lot of people are pointing out that at his pro day, he showed up pretty out of shape. He didn't even, he wasn't able to physically finish his workout right did you see those reports and a lot of people are souring on that and I think that I forget who mentioned it but someone said that Mike Tomlin would be the perfect was it Peter King who said Mike yeah Peter Peter King said be a more perfect coach could not have been a there you could not find a better fit for a coach and a player than Mike Tomlin and Jalen Carter. I think he needs to go to a Tomlin, uh, a, a Carroll, a Belichick. He needs to go to somebody that has. How about this? An, I mean, look a, at a look at Schrager's break. mock. What if he goes with Dan Campbell? Yeah, I think Dan Campbell is kind of on the younger side of mm-hmm. that mold of a coach. But he's coming. But I, I think he can. Yeah. I think he is able, despite his lack of experience, rein in. And again, I don't know how much reigning in Jalen Carter needs, but there definitely needs to be an eye on him off the field, and you need a strong coach like, there. Here's what I'll say, Tom. In the in the top ten, right, there's only three coaches that you look at as good fits for Jalen Carter. That's Seattle at five, Detroit at six, and then the Eagles at ten. And I don't Man. think the Eagles are going to really. I don't think I saw. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's going to fall. Imagine, imagine losing Javon Hargrave and the Eagles have a ten, the tenth pick, and Jalen Carter fall, falls to ten. You lose Javon Hargrave, but you add Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think that's. I think part of the reason why Peter's saying like, if the Steelers want this to happen, they absolutely need to trade up from seventeen to nine because I know that you know Schrager mocked the. Uh, Bijan Robinson going to the Eagles at number 10, taking a running back, replacing Miles Sanders. 
if Carter's there, though, you don't go with the running hard, back. It's yeah. probably hard not to do that replacement for Hargrave on. And the do you cheap. really need a Bijan Robinson if you have a Jalen Hurts that you just extended and you have a, 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 a running back by committee? Yeah, you lost Miles Sanders, but your running backs you are serviceable well, enough. And don't forget, you have Boston Scott who yeah. will score at least two touchdowns against the New York Giants this year, so you can put that in your back pocket yeah. and take it to the bank. So, yeah, that's why you need to trade up. But there's, you look, you look just, at- once he gets past eight, Carter. There's just so many teams that are like, yeah, I'll take Carter. Yeah, I'll take Carter. Yeah, why not? I'll take Carter. I mean, you could even get to Houston with their second pick if they took Bryce Young with their first one, and they're just like, yeah, we'll take a defense. I would player. say, yeah, I would say as early as six because you get to five and you think could the Seahawks maybe take a quarterback to help out or to to prepare for the post Geno era, but then the Lions at six, the Raiders at seven, the the or the Falcons at eight, the Bears at nine. I mean, the Bears, how crazy the Bears is that? Could just take them. The could, Bears could just want the Bears take could them. trade back from one to nine and still end up with the same guy they would have taken at one. Uh, Patriots could take him. I think they're. Still I don't at number want 14, that to happen. But they could. I mean, well, that I, I'd be pretty surprised to see Jalen Carter fall that far. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying if he does, don't sit there and think, oh, he's already made it this far. Maybe he'll make no it chance. No, like, it is. I saw a NFL Films thing where Belichick was at a workout maybe the combine and it was bradley chubb's year and he was watching bradley chubb work out and he just like went up to him after and he was like you're amazing man he's like i'll never pick low enough to draft a player like you but i do you're remember just, that you're just yeah tremendous. i do so remember like that. if a player yeah, like yeah, that yeah. gets the 14 yeah bill's gonna snap him up uh-huh. uh maybe bill's a guy that thinks about trading up to get yeah, a maybe. guy like that but but bill the gm we know is it doesn't operate he's not the as same good as level bill the coach. as bill the coach yeah now if they trade up but it's not for jalen carter but for Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, do you well, still like that as much? You know, it's ironic is the fact that in Schrager's mock draft today, he did. He had Paris. Paris falling. Johnson fell. Do you think that's that's real? Do you think I that's don't. a reality? I I don't know. There's a lot of teams right in front of the Steelers that could use offensive line help too. The problem is, is that the I think the the ta- without question the tackle is a lot top heavy. Uh, this year compared to the offensive guards, right? And there's a lot of teams that need those tackles between Skaronsky, Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison. Those five, Tom, are probably all going to go in the first round. I think so. And and, and Peter Skaronsky will probably be the first guy off the board. Yeah, most probably. likely. And then it's just a question of. I think once he falls too, it's gonna maybe be like it's a domino the domino effect, effect where a yeah. lot of them start to go. Like people will kind of be just waiting for the first one to go. And then say the Raiders at seven takes Skaronsky, then all of a sudden you know the Falcons' next pick might be a tackle. They're like, oh, tackles are. Well, didn't didn't we have in one of our mock drafts like Skaronsky and Johnson going, but Broderick Jones fell to the Steelers at seven. Broderick Jones was still sitting there for the Steelers, and we were happy making that pick. And maybe that's what you have going for you with the tackle spot. There's a lot of arrows in the quiver Mm -hmm. where if this guy goes off the board, maybe Broderick Jones is still there. Maybe Darnell Wright is still there, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Maybe Paris Johnson's still there, or Skaronsky's still there, because those two guys went earlier. So maybe you know it's a numbers game with tackle, and you can, you know, take that risk there. I will say this though. Although you're hearing that there is a lot of prospects in the first round at the tackle position, none of the tackle prospects, Skaronsky, Johnson Jr., seem to have the same judge about them that Jalen Carter does for the defense. Of course not. Position. But that's kind of a good thing for the Steelers. For, as in regards to potentially having a tackle there. Yeah, at, number, at yeah, 17. Yes, of yeah. course. But I'm talking in terms of who you trade up for if you do trade up. Right. So like, you're saying it's kind of only worth to trade up if you're going to 
if you can guarantee yourself you're going to get Jalen Carter. Yeah, pretty much. I like, agree. No, I think Skaronsky, Johnson, Wright. I think like uh, Harrison, even if you want to get deeper into the first round, like all those guys kind of. I mean, yeah, there's Skaronsky's better than them on mm-hmm. right now. But, but they all have the potential. They to all have of, the potential yeah. to be pretty good. Where Jalen Carter, like we said at the top of this episode, was considered maybe the best prospect in this draft class. Like, he's a guy that you know, again, off the field stuff aside, because you're worried about him busting and maybe not having the focus that he needs. But just based on football talent, he's one of the guys in this class you put a chip down on for future Hall of Fame potential. Uh, and the like, defensive rookie of the year like top three in votes received and then maybe pro bowl by his second year, maybe all pro by his third kind of thing. And maybe those numbers could, or maybe those predictions could be come true even quicker because we just saw sauce Gardner be voted to the first team, all pro as a cornerback in his rookie year. So it doesn't, it no longer requires you to kind of break into the NFL after your second or third year in order to make it to that all pro team guys are coming up and coming up quickly now. And Jalen Carter has that potential. I, I agree with you completely, Tom. I I don't I would be pretty concerned in terms of what you gave up and just overall confused to trading up if it wasn't for Jalen Carter. Right? I'll say this. If it wasn't for Jalen Carter or one of the tackles, like if they trade But again, up, the I, way I know you we're talking it, like, I know, I know, but I still wouldn't really blame them I if would they were say, like, we loved Skaronsky. So I would say, unless Skaronsky was head and shoulders above all these other guys, which I don't know if he is, right, in terms of an NFL career, they all could kind of end up playing at the same level. Maybe Darnell Wright and Anton Harrison don't pan out like the other three do. But say, like, Skaronsky was like the Penny Sewell equivalent from a couple years ago. Then I would say, okay, trading up for Skaronsky, I'm in. I, I can I can buy that. I can I can be comfortable with that. But we're not talking about him the way that we talked about Penny Sewell from a couple years ago. No, we're not. And you know, if you traded up and got defensive tackle Jalen Carter, you certainly would be kind of ignoring your pressing mm-hmm. needs at mm-hmm. the moment positionally to take probably head and shoulders the best player that's still on the board at number nine if you do say you do trade up to the number nine pick again i'll say this too tom it's kind of a shame how this year's draft like the five tackles that we've been naming are all have a lot more buzz than like the best overall guard available and the tackle is the one position that the sealers really need help at on the offensive line yeah exactly but it's like instead of like a normal year, like I said, with Penny Sewell being the guard from a couple of years ago, like there, this isn't a draft where it's a, a combination of offensive linemen at every position that are all that are all highly touted. It's just the tackles this year, and that's the one position that the Steelers need help with. See, like so, you'd hold your breath as a fan, mainly because I think you'd have to assume if you did try it up, you'd be sacrificing not only 17 but number 32 as well i feel like that would have to be a part of the package mm-hmm. and maybe you can just get away with that i mean that is pretty significant you know um bargaining power yeah. to send to chicago for just that number nine overall mm-hmm. pick i mean they're picking six picks later and then they also get that de facto end of the first round mm-hmm. pick that's really the second round because of the dolphins uh losing their pick so you know, if you trade up and you get a, a, a Jalen Carter, you know, 
you have to have faith that then with picks 49, with your mid-round picks, you can get your tackle, you can get your corner, you can get your inside linebacker. Right. And feel like they maybe not start right away, but by the end of the year are getting on the field more and more and more. And that's what would give me a little pause as far as moving up is concerned. I I, I do love getting a superstar stud A1 kind of player in Jalen Carter, and I understand you have to make sacrifices to do that. But do you kind of need the quantity more than the quality right now? And I I know how dumb that sounds because you want quality, of course. But, but maybe the quality doesn't a, have to be as good if you abil- get the quantity at the positions that you need. Right. There's an ability, Tom. Rather than going in on quality, all in on on one quality guy, you have the ability to go in with a quantitative haul of players who are all still quality guys. They're just not the number one overall prospect coming out of the draft. Yes. Just because you don't get the number one guy doesn't mean every other per- person Wait, you pick with your top isn't a eighty better picks pick for you. Yeah, right. Like he Carter could go on to have a Hall of Fame career for the Bears and is one of the best players of the or considered maybe the best player of this draft class. But Paris Johnson Jr. could hold it down for a decade for you. Paris and Johnson could be for that, you yeah, right. at that moment. Paris Johnson could be on that all decades team of the twenty twenties and maybe even into the early part of the twenty thirties. But I do want just and just be that stalwart for you at the at the tackle. I do want to stress how it would be kind of pushing off a position of need though, because you know next episode we're going to rank each position as far as what they the need is for the Steelers in the draft, and we'll talk about prospects that are in that position group when we when we talk about each. But you know, spoiler alert for me, like D tackle is pretty far down that uh-huh. list. Uh, I mean, it's significant. It's not like number two, number three. So you'd absolutely be going with best player available. And a guy that you think could change, you know, the game for you defensively if you were to pull the trigger on this. And also, you know, great person for him to learn under for at least three or four Absolutely. years with Cam Hayward there. And really, Ogan Joby as well, another veteran who's been around the block a, a, a long time and been on a couple of different teams. I mean, he's almost played for the entire AFC North now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Cam Hayward would be just a special guy to kind of show Carter the ropes and. You know, you're talking. You talked about at the the beginning about how you know, like Tomlin's a guy that would be a perfect coach for Carter. Carroll would be a guy. You know, these these coaches that, you know, can get a good grip and and be a good players coach and help him with the off the field stuff. Well, that applies to Cam too. I mean, Cam would just be not only a, a leader in the sense of he's right. a borderline Hall of Fame defensive tackle, but also in the sense of he's a Hall of Fame person off the field for sure. Which would which would really help Jalen Carter and. Uh, I mean, uh, just an aside here, it's still unbelievable that he can't win the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. He needs to win it by the end of his career. And I know the Steelers will do the right thing, and he will be the nominee in perpetuity until he retires. Mm-hmm. So NFL needs to get that done. But, yeah, he, he would be a great role model for Carter on the field with his play and also off the field. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, especially considering this isn't just like, like we wouldn't be having this conversation, Tom, if he didn't have these off-the-field issues because if he didn't have these off the field issues there's a chance that houston even though or i'm sorry carolina even though they desperately need a quarterback could have traded up with chicago just to get a jalen carter right Mm -hmm. and if not if that wasn't the case that chicago if they had kept the pick they would have just taken jalen carter but if they didn't maybe houston would have done it or maybe any one of those teams picking in the top three could have done it 
Uh, Arizona, we, we actually did an hour mock draft when we mocked every team's first-round draft pick. We had Arizona taking Jalen Carter at three mm-hmm. because we thought there's a lot of needs on this team, but what could help you the most is getting the best player on that draft. You don't need a quarterback. So we had him going at three. We wouldn't be having this conversation if the off-the-heel issues weren't an issue. And it would it would be a great help to Jalen Carter, someone who has these off-the-field issues, to come to Pittsburgh and, like you said, learn under the umbrella of Mike Tomlin, under Cam Hayward, just under the organization of the Steelers, which, yeah, we, we sit on this show and, and Dale and Matt sit on theirs and Wes and Mo sit on theirs and, and, and preach so highly about how great the Steelers are run as an organization from top down. But that's just not – that's not only said in Pittsburgh. That is recognized league-wide, and that's a huge reason why Peter King said it would be a perfect fit for Jalen Carter to come to Pittsburgh. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Now, what about the flip side of things? Could you see the Steelers at number 17 and it's like Armageddon? I mean, all the tackles are gone somehow. Mm-hmm. The corners are gone. Are gone. Trading Do back. You trade back. Do you open up your... your Phone lines for people trying to jump well, see, into the number 17 spot. Maybe you go back into, like, the late 20s, and you get another extra second round, another third round pick on top of that. That's an interesting question to ask when we're doing our next episode, when we're power ranking our positions of need, because if all the corners are gone, if, like, even Deontay Banks is gone, right, and, and Joey Porter Jr. and Christian Gonzalez and all the tackles we named are gone, that's a really good question to ask. Is it worth taking the next tier of guys at those positions, those specific positions, or do you just say like, no, we we can't just go for a lesser than. We have to maybe like it's, I, I don't even know who who you could say. It, it's a great question. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: you can't answer the you can't answer the question about trading up or moving back realistically until the uh, draft starts. Draft starts and the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock at number eight because that's when the Steelers will decide if they're going to... See, I would have said... I I, I kind of disagree. I, I would have liked, even if the, the Seahawks are picking, I would have liked to see at that point to say, hey, upcoming trade between Detroit and Pittsburgh or Ooh, Vegas six. or Vegas and Pittsburgh. Oof. Jumping up to six, seven, that maybe uh, yeah. it costs you a lot, but it's not going to cost you much more than p- moving up to eight, right? The way I feel is that they're not going to do it until eight comes around and Carter's still on the board. Then I think the alarm goes up like this is real, because I think they think that there's a chance he can get to nine. I think once you get past nine, there's really no chance that Carter stays on the board. Do you think there's any worry about two factors? A putting all your eggs in one basket. Always a worry about that. And B, uh, revisionist history, right? How so? In terms of, oh, maybe I maybe I used the wrong term, but recent memory, trepidation last, because of what happened with the Bush. last time you've you've made a move like that. Yeah, in but the you first can't round. have cold feet. You all, you know you could go back even further, and you did it for Troy, and it worked out beautifully. Yeah, like that's, either, that's a great point. You can find an example for either side of the the argument. And again, know? I think you made 
similar leaps to get Troy and to get Devin. You know, yeah, you got Devin at 10. What did you get Troy at, like 13? Something around there. Something, yeah, you, but you... outside the top 10, this would be, oh, they're trading to get within the top 10 to get not just a guy, right? Because Troy and Devin weren't the number one overall prospects in their respective draft classes. This would be an all-in kind of move for an all-in kind of player. You can subscribe right now to our show, The Steelers Standard. Every episode we do is available for you to download. You can subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcasts. When we come back, we'll talk about the position groups of need for the Steelers. We'll rank them from most important to least important in our eyes. And like I said, we'll talk about some prospects in those position groups um, at the top of those position groups as we get to them. That's on the way next. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. You're listening to The Steelers Standard.